Hey, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode seven of the Plot Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Reeves. Today, I'm joined by Victor Rodriguez. Victor is a native Puerto Rican who moved to the U.S. about seven years ago when he was 14 years old in search of the American dream. Um, Victor is my good friend from high school and has since uh, carved himself a pretty good career in barbering. Victor, thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jake, for the invitation. Um, just want to say thank you for for having me here and just wanted to tell you, man, I'm so proud of you. Look at you. You got all this going on and let's talk about the plot. Let's get it. So let's get into your plot, Victor. So tell tell us a little bit about yourself for the viewers that don't know you, um, your backstory leading into, you know, your childhood uh, back in Puerto Rico and how you came to the U.S. Yeah, Rick. Um, Jake, um, I moved over here when I was 14 years old. Um, like you said, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, played a lot of sports. Came over here as an athlete. Um, I was playing soccer, uh, doing a lot of things. But, you know, in Puerto Rico, it's it's really, really tough to make it out. Um, you know, one day I was just playing in my backyard and uh, an opportunity presented to me to come over here and play soccer in a higher level, play travel soccer, which is not very popular in Puerto Rico. You hear a lot about baseball, basketball, and other sports, but soccer is just not a, a big sport over there. So that, uh, that opportunity presented to me, so I decided to, you know, take a leap of faith. And I'm here now, man, seven years later. Um, been been tough, man. It's been tough, but like you said, I've made a career out of myself, and you know, still going at it. Definitely, um, I think for a lot of like the American listeners out there, it's not really like the same um, over in a lot of countries like Puerto Rico. Like you don't have a lot of the same opportunity. Um, so definitely. I definitely think that you taking that risk for yourself, uh, I think you're better for it, and it definitely you know taught you a lot, and that's a lot of value that maybe somebody like me who's in a more fortunate position you know I, I probably don't know you know all of that sort of risk um, correct as far correct. as just like taking that leap of faith in life because that's it's a pretty big move um a lot of us you know we just don't appreciate that sort of thing yeah man think about it like I moved over here without my parents I was just 14 years old I had to teach myself a lot of things you know your ordinary 14 years old doesn't do his own laundry for example they don't cook for themselves they don't watch for themselves they have mommy and daddy do everything for them and props to them man you know they they grew they grew in that position and and like you said um a lot of people take it for granted over here and where i came from i had to learn a lot of things the hard way and you know what luckily i made it out and I'm here, you know, doing good. Can't complain. Definitely, definitely. So tell us a little bit about um, how you got into barbering, kind of like where you found your passion for barbering and then um, how your career kind of came about. Man, you know why they say, you know, you need five hobbies in life. And barbering is definitely one of my hobbies. It's never a job. It's something that I do for fun. And that's what it was like in high school. I started cutting hair in high school out of my garage. You know, I cut your hair plenty of times in the garage. 
those were good times, you know, and, and I, I just did it, you know, for fun, pretty much. Um, I ended up being pretty good at it. Um, I found out that I had the talent to, to go far and further. So, you know what, I, right after high school, I decided to, um, go ahead and, and join a, a barber school and get my licensing done and, and all the good stuff. And that's how I started working in a barbershop. Definitely. So for those who don't know, I'm going to go a little bit into kind of me and Victor's story. Cause I think it's pretty cool and you can cut me off <laughs> and, and add where you want to. Correct. Correct. So I met Victor running cross country and at Jupiter high school. Sophomore year, he was on our team. I think you were a senior that year, right? Yeah, I joined cross country as a senior, man, and I wish I would have joined earlier. Yeah. Those were amazing times. Yeah. So we met, me, him, and our buddy Sam. Um, and I used to get my hair cut. Shout out to Juan. Um, back when he Juan first Blanco. opened uh, Chair Maniacs. So he opened his own place called Chair Maniacs, and it later changed to his and hers hair loft. So I was getting my haircut with him all through my you know childhood growing up basically, and then I met Victor and Victor told me he cuts hair and I wanted to get a haircut, so I started going to Victor's garage and he would cut my hair, basically like that like one or two years through high school, um, until I started growing out my hair and you know now I still go to Victor here and there but I always went to Juan before that Victor was my good friend. What started, you know, dropped one and started going to Victor to, you know, support my friend. And later on, it comes full circle. Victor goes to barber right. school, gets his license, and gets hired by Juan and is now a barber at his and hers hair loft. It, it's crazy, Jake, you know, because like you said, you, you were getting your haircut by Juan. And I don't know why, like, right after I got my license, I just decided to go to his and hers hair loft. That was the first barbershop I ever went to, to even try to get a job there. I was just checking it out, and that was the first person I met, Juan. Shout out to Juan, great barber, great person. So yeah, I walk in in the barbershop, that's the first person I get to talk to, and and I'm like, hey, um, I'm looking for, for a job, you know? I just got out of school, and I've been cutting hair for a little while, and and he asked for, you know, my little portfolio of pictures and haircuts, you know. And I showed him and, man, it's been history from that point. And there you go. Like, I never knew you were getting your haircut by him until I see you walk into the barbershop one day. And like, hey, you work here? And I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been crazy, man. And everything in life is, I feel like it's a cycle. You know, everything... What goes around comes around, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's crazy, you know? It's crazy to look at it that way. I think it was just like one of those, almost like, it was like a weird meant to be type thing. Right, destiny. It was like, it was destiny, it kind of right. was. But it, it was just cool how that kind of came full circle. Yeah. You know, for both of us as friends uh, in high school and then into like both of our professional lives, I guess, um, early professional lives here. You know what? That's what I love about Jupiter too. You know, everybody's so tight. Everybody knows everyone, and I love this town. You know, this town is is, is amazing. It is definitely. We kind of have that. It's like that homey, you know, nice person feel. I know sometimes, you know, sometimes people aren't the nicest, but oh yeah, for the most part in Jupiter, you know, it's a pretty you know hometown feel for all the natives here. 
Um, so tell me real quick, what kind of drove you into barbering? Like why, where, where did you find the passion? Like if you could just, where were you and you were like, okay, like this is kind of something that I like and I really want to, you know, pursue okay, more um, professionally. When did your plot thicken? <laughs> Let me tell you about the plot. All right. So Jake, I, um, growing up in Puerto Rico, I watched my brother cut hair. He's a barber. He's the OG barber, actually. Shout out to my brother, Carlos. So yeah, growing up, I, um, I watched him a lot, cut hair. He's pretty famous in my town in Puerto Rico. It's called Añasco. He's, he's pretty big over there. You know, everybody knows him. A lot of people get his, his hair cut by him. And um, yeah, I watched him cut hair and he would cut my hair. And when I moved over here about seven years ago, I didn't have a barber. That was my plot. I didn't have a barber. So you know what I did? I went to Walmart and bought a, pl uh, a pair of clippers and I started doing it by myself. I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not in the position to go out there and, and get my hair cut. You know, money was tight. I had to, you know, stretch the dollar, as they say. So yeah, I, I went ahead and, and bought a, myself some clippers, some cheap ones, and I just started cutting my hair. Um, and it would come out all right. Definitely not the best, but, you know, as I was getting better and better, I started cutting my friends. I was like, yo, let me cut your hair. I'll, I'll charge you $10. You know, something very cheap. And they would say yes, they would agree, and I would go ahead and, and cut their hair. My brother would give me some tips, and and that's how I got better and better. But that that's how I started. You know, I started cutting my own hair. That's really how I kind of... um find the passion for this industry yeah definitely and back in the day like you were first started like i didn't know how much like you did um but he would give some fire cuts like i remember Thank that you, one man. cut you gave me uh i cut my hair short we did like the little neymar with the line on yeah. the side uh we depart during the cross country days and he was fire. He he had some real, real talent. And it, for me, like, I didn't know how long you were cutting. But if I had guessed back then, I would have been saying you'd been cutting for, like, four years. Pretty much. Just cutting myself and and my roommates. You know, when I moved over here, I had some roommates. And, and that's how I uh, kind of made myself. Yeah. So what would you tell the audience your biggest setback, your biggest failure has been? And, and how did you come out better because of that setback? Wow. Let me think. Um, uh, I think it, it was like the lack of knowledge when I moved over here. I moved over here and I was uh, I was a sophomore in high school. In Puerto Rico, you graduate from, from middle school at um, your oh, ninth grade, which is a freshman over here. It's different over there, but I was a sophomore. Um, I think it was the lack of knowledge, man, like not being able to prepare well enough to to go to high um to go to college, I'm sorry. Um because I, I had that language barrier. I I didn't come over here knowing English hundred percent. I had to learn English, you know. It it was it was a setback. 
not knowing English, I had to to prepare myself. I had to teach myself pretty much. And I think that was that was it, man. Like I don't regret anything in my life right now because I'm I, I'm at where I'm supposed to and, and where I want to be. But if I could have prepared maybe a little better, maybe I could have been like who knows, a freaking astronaut, you know, a, yeah. an engineer. But other than that, you know, like I think that that's my only setback. So I tell all the audience listening right now. Prepare yourself, go to college, and be someone. Or just go find a, a an easy route. Find I don't think barbering is an easy route, though. I think, I think you're kind of being a little hard on yourself as far as, like, how far your talent really goes. Because it takes a lot of skill, like, to be steady with the hand and cut people's hair. And, like, they're putting your trust in you. And I see what you mean kind of when you say that was a big setback because I mean I couldn't and I'll, I'm sure a lot of the viewers out there couldn't imagine going to somewhere like Spain or like Puerto Rico or like France and trying to be in school and learning learning a subject in another right. language right right yeah you're you're absolutely right um but like I said you know like I love barbering um Sometimes I still see it like as a hobby. I, I don't see it as a job. It's kind of like, it's one of those, um, I see it like that one hobby where, where you hang out with your buddies, but you make money out of it. And that's how I see it. And it's been great. I love I love the, the, the industry, you know, barbering goes a long way. Everybody needs a haircut. There's a barber in every country, every city. But I don't know. I just, I'm sure you think that you can be way more than you are right now. And I think everyone does too. And that's, that's kind of where my plot comes. I am um, kind of hard on myself. Yeah. I think that's a good uh, trait to have though for us is like right. entrepreneurs, creators. Exactly. Um, for those that don't know, Victor does create like some pretty good content centered around his barbering and does market himself pretty well. I mean, he is talented. If you want to go check out his Instagram, I'm gonna plug it right now. Vic Victor Cuts PR on Instagram at Victor Cuts PR. Yes, um, I think being hard on yourself is just a really good trait to have for an entrepreneur because oh, yeah. you always want to push yourself a little bit further than you are. Um, so what would you tell yourself, you know, three, four, five years ago, if you could tell yourself anything, oh. <laughs> what would you tell you, that version of Victor? Victor, if I could go back in time, I would tell Victor, do more research about the stock market <laughs> and about cryptocurrencies, Victor. <laughs> you would be a millionaire at 21 years old. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, me too. I mean, I can't even. <laughs> That's I was what I would tell to get myself. Into it back in the day, and I like you know everybody you know blows up an account or like fails on some trades, and you know back when I was like sixteen, seventeen, I'm trying to like teach myself how to do it. Right. And you have no idea how to do like any of it. <laughs> so accessible now. Yeah. But that's what I would tell myself, man. Like, I would also tell myself to you know be more patient and and just trust the process because like we talked about i am very hard on myself and 
I was way harder on myself back then. Um, I would get very, very frustrated um, as an athlete, you know. I played soccer and, and I, I ran cross country and I had an injury where my lumbar back, lower back got messed up and that kind of made me a little depressed. I was out for about six months without playing any sports, man. And I was going into a dark place and thankfully I overcame that setback and you know I just had to be a little more patient and and I'm glad that I did I did what I could and and I'm here now you know yeah definitely I feel like a lot of us athletes kind of have that story where you go through that injury or that right. setback and it sucks because you know you can't play your sport for however long and that's yeah. really what what makes it's you very, happy at the end of the day it's very frustrating man like as an athlete, you're very competitive and not being able there to support your team and and make them shine, it's just awful, man. So talk a little bit, let's 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 switch avenues here a little bit, away from life and into yeah. into the barbering business. <laughs> let's do it, man. So when it comes to barbering, we know that you you know, went to his and hers hair loft um upon completing your your barbering schooling there. Uh, what have you done? Tell us a little bit about like the content you make on Instagram and what have you done to kind of market yourself and, uh, and drive some business there for yourself, um, at his and hers. Right. Um, so yeah, um, right after I got out of, um, barber school, I went to a couple barber competitions. I, I told myself that if I, uh, got a couple trophies, I would do good in business. So that's what I did. I went to a couple of barber competitions and um and there was this one competition in Miami called Miami Elite, which was the one that actually put me out there. Um I went out there with, you know, big barbers and, and big names and I went ahead and, and competed doing freestyle designs. You know, we talked about how I did that part and and that's something that I love about the industry, you know, you get to do art. You get to do creative stuff and yeah, I went to the competition and competed in, in the category for freestyle design. So basically they give you about like 45 minutes to do a haircut and, and do a, the, a crazy design. And, and when I went and I got first place and it was awesome. And that's how I started building my portfolio, man. And after that, I, uh, got myself a camera, you know, started taking pictures. It's it's what you gotta do for, for barbering. In the industry, you gotta take nice pictures. You gotta obviously do good haircuts in order to, you know, be recognized and, and attract some people. So I, um, I, I catch a lot of love for the camera, man. Taking pictures is something that I enjoy and, and, and I, I took a lot of pictures of my haircuts and started posting them on my page. If you go check that out at Victor Cuts PR, you'll see a lot of my old pictures and, and the new content. A little after that, I um, I bought myself a, a drone. So I started taking drone videos to do marketing for the barbershop and, you know, to let everyone know that I'm here. Hey, I'm here at the barbershop. Yeah. Come check me out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's pretty much what I did, you know, started taking a lot of pictures, creating content. Um, I would take videos for, for 
my friends that make music and and pictures you know all that good stuff definitely and that just basically was a driving force for your business at the end right. of the day Gotta i enjoy that. too it's it's i enjoy it a lot actually yeah i do too i feel like um one of my favorite parts about doing the podcast so far is making some of the marketing pieces and some of like the instagram posts yep. and you know just getting the word out there um we're still a really small new project over here but I think it's it's probably one of the best parts of it when you, you get to. You are doing awesome, Jake. I'm so proud of you, brother. I you, you. I appreciate you. Have come you. Along on, uh, you. You have come along a long way, man. I appreciate you. You got this nicely in here. <laughs> appreciate you, Vic. Of course, brother. So, where do you wanna? Where do you see yourself in ten years, or where do you want to be in ten years? Oh, it's a long time, Jake. It's a long time, man. Decade. Oof, that's a plot. Yeah, that's the plot. So Jake, I, I think in 10 years, um, definitely, definitely I want to have my own house or several houses. You know, real estate is booming. I want to have some property just running out there, making me money. But I see myself, um, you know, not really having to work but just doing it because I, I want to and I enjoy it, you know? I see myself traveling around the world and, um, wow, I see myself just being free. That's the American dream. Yeah. You know, you don't work for nobody. You're just sitting in the corner of Juno Beach enjoying the waves, you know? Yeah. Not having to, to worry about financials or or anything in life, just living the moment. That's where I see myself, you know? Definitely. I feel like that's, that's where do you see answers. yourself in 10 years? Where do I see myself? Yes. Hopefully I'm still kicking around here, trying to create some content and um, helping my friends and build a better business network. I feel oh, like awesome. for me and some of the other work that I'm doing here in my internship at Get Connected, um, for those that don't know, I'm an intern at Get Connected LLC. Um, I just want to create better local business relationships yeah. so people like you if you know you needed something say you needed uh barber supplies i'm sure you probably already have somewhere but just hypothetically say if you needed somewhere for barber supplies you could go to joe schmo down the street who lives in jupiter and get your supplies from him and say joe schmo was a mechanic and he needed you know some materials he could get it from uh john appleseed over in over in Juno Beach, and so I can create these business relationships, the connections, make those connections, and help local business kind of foster itself, so everybody can kind of win together. So you kind of water the plants around here. Water water the plants, keep them nice. Yes, sir. And shout out to Green Culture. I've been watering my plants. <laughs> <laughs> Our previous guest, Green Culture, Yasmin. That's and awesome. Yeah, so that's where I see myself. Hopefully, I'm still creating content and, and doing some marketing, um, but I really just want to create local business and stir up local business. Awesome, Jake. Definitely. So, on top of that, you see, you kind of told us kind of where you want to be in 10 years and where you see yourself. What do you think you're going to be doing professionally? Do you think you're still going to be barbering? You like, I know you said it's a hobby for you, and it seems like that's something you're passionate about. Uh, right. What do you, do you think you're going to be still barbering? In 10 years? Um, wow. I might be. 
I might be because I, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy cutting hair. You never know who's sitting at your chair. You meet new people every day. I definitely, I, I, I'm definitely going to be cutting hair, but I also want to have a lot of different businesses. Oh yeah. You know, we are entrepreneurs and, and, and I want to do multiple stuff. I want to do a lot of stuff as far as barbering. Um, it's something, once you are a barber, you are a barber for life. doesn't matter. I'm going to be cutting my kids hair. I'll be cutting my own hair. I'll be cutting your hair, my friend's hair, you know, once you are a barber, you'll be a barber forever. That's the number one rule of barbering. It's something that you just don't, you, you just don't drop it. Yeah. But I see myself doing a lot of other businesses. Like we talked about real estate. I, I really want to get into it and, and get into the, the whole renting stuff. And yeah. And, and I want to do a lot of m more stuff, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I, I could have guessed that. We know you have some some big aspirations out here. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to see, per, like, you know, obviously now I can tell that you are super passionate about barbering. It's not, he's not in it for the money. You're not in it for the money, which oh. I never knew. I never thought you were or, or anything like that. But, you know, we can tell on here, the people that I have on the plot podcast are people that I know are passionate about what they do. Right. And that they'll be doing that, you know, for the rest of their lives. That's what I'm all about. I just wanted to get it out of you. <laughs> yeah, man, I got you. <laughs> so do you have any up, upcoming plans you'd like to share with us? Anything, you know, new, fun, exciting that you would like to share with the viewers? Maybe a competition, uh, maybe something new, an event. You know what? Uh, after, you know, after the whole COVID stuff, um, that's been on hold. There's really not that many competitions out there, but... Uh, I don't know if I told you I, I'm a coach I'm a soccer coach too I am um, actually coaching at the Palm Beach Gardens Predators and uh, that's one of the things that I got going on right now um, I'm hoping to have a travel team by the next year or so that's one of my you know upcoming plans um, uh, let me see what else big stocks coming soon <laughs> big investments um yeah i i have other stuff but i cannot say right now because yeah it's on the low yeah yeah and i think the best entrepreneurs a lot of people see those like entrepreneur posts on instagram uh you you save your deep dark secrets oh yeah until the moment <laughs> they come out that's right yeah and that's the way of the entrepreneur right there yeah gotta save those deep dark secrets I like to spill a little bit too much, but <laughs> <laughs> so if you could have one saying, one sentence, um, or just like one piece of information that you would leave behind if say, you know, the world was ending and, or, or, or you were to die today, what would be your legacy? What would be Victor's legacy that he would leave behind? One thing people could remember you by. Um, Never give up, man. Keep grinding. That that says it all. Just keep grinding. Never give up. And like my compadre Bob Marty said, "Don't worry, be happy." That's that's it, man. Like that's my legacy. Just keep striving, man. Keep working, and and all of your dreams will come true. Definitely. 
That was some strong, strong words out of Victor Rodriguez. Brother, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Go follow him on Instagram at VictorCutsPR. And if you want a fresh cut, you're in the Jupiter Palm Beach area, his and hers hair loft. As for Victor, he lines people up like crazy. This man is crazy, crazy talented. Get at him. Victor, thank you so thank much. Thank you coming. so much, Jake, for having me here, man. I'm so, so proud of you, like I told you. And, you know, you're doing awesome, man. I'm so so proud of you i hope to be here in the in the next year maybe and definitely episode two with victor how rodriguez everybody is a recurring episode on the pop podcast oh yeah so. we, we still got a lot to talk about but oh yeah you know we gotta keep it secret some of the things keep it secret for now but we'll share <laughs> it later victor thank you so much jake thanks bro